And welcome to the Starside Lounge. This is uh, episode zero, I guess we're going to uh, ever so lovingly call it. Um, Starside Lounge, of course, being the official podcast of the DBO community. Um, I'm Grim, uh, Grim Brother One, as you'll see me post, and I am joined by the ridiculously effervescent and far more manly crew of NCSU Duncan. Hey, man. That's me. Mr. Master Biggie. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Bjorn. Hello. Maligates. How you doing? The one, the only Leviathan. Hi. Leviathan is actually uh, just drawing all of his responses. He's not actually going <laughs> to speak. So That's how I uh, contributed to the uh, Google Doc, so... <laughs> it's it's really just his version of a podcast interpretive dance, but with a, <laughs> a tablet. So we've got, um, goodness, man, uh, what seems like an insurmountable amount of stuff to to cover. Uh, but we really wanted to get something out for all of you guys before uh, E3 hits and before uh, we all ride the descent into the maelstrom, so to speak. Um and I just want to go real quick uh, and give a real fast hit on what are you most looking forward to or hoping comes out of E3. We'll start with Duncan. Uh, the thing I want to hear about most is, uh, I guess, player creation tools. If there's anything like Forge or uh, Screenshot tools in Destiny. Uh, things that will let people create things and post them to the internet. Uh, that kind of end user of Grognock? <laughs> yeah, well, that that too, you know, level creation, that would be really neat. But I'm 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 saying even just going back to the kind of stuff we had with with Halo, you know, uh, machinima tools and and forge sculptures and all of that stuff. It'd be interesting to see if some of the machinima tools. Um, uh, and there are other games that have that have had some neat stuff. Uh, Uncharted, actually, no one ever really talks about, but Uncharted had a really interesting uh, machinima mode and creator um, that really you could kind of set up like a whole set and scene and characters and things like that. So it'll it'll definitely be interesting to to see what comes comes about there. Uh, Biggie, what are your thoughts, man? What do you want to see? That that was pretty much what I I want to know about. I want to know. <laughs> Oh, Duncan, you suck. Copycat. <laughs> Way to steal everyone's stuff. <laughs> and Bjorn, how about you? You know, um, I, I just can't wait to hear and learn more about, like, what is this shared world that we're going to be in? And we really know so very, very little about about what they've got planned. And I, I don't even know what's going to be coming down the, the tube, but I'm just excited to see any and all of it. Yeah, uh, Malagate, what do you think? Uh, there's a number of different things that I'm really interested to hear about. Um, one of them, one of them that I'm the most interested to hear about is the uh, 
how the mobile app is going to interface with the rest of the game. I hope that, that Bungie's going to step it up from, uh, from other things that I've seen. But the other thing that I think they've been really quiet about that uh, lots and lots of people want to hear about is a competitive multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's actually a... <laughs> it's, like, frighteningly under the radar, almost. I, I think that I think that it's with with as as developed as the Halo gameplay got um, with uh, all all the way up until Reach. I think that there's no way there's no way that they can't be really trying to fine tune that for just for just for themselves, just for what they like to play. I mean, because that's you know that's one of their mottos after all. And I think that uh, I think that I'm willing to trust their instincts in that in that regard. I'm wondering um, how long it'll take, probably about seven seconds, uh, before the inevitable comparisons are made um, with the multiplayer play style and gameplay kernels that we find in Destiny versus, let's say, what we found in Halo 4. Because, you know, people are, of course, going to completely forego the fact that it's a, a different infrastructure altogether. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're certainly going to compare, like, oh, well, this could have been maybe the direction that Halo took, rather than uh, you know the the way that it that it did go. Uh, and I think it's going to be important for fans, really, of both franchises, to remember that Destiny is is its own beast. Uh, you know, and we talked a little before show, and I'm sure we will after, as far as some of the little nuggets and seeds and foundations for Destiny. I'm sure being present. In in Halo games, maybe even back to you know ODST and, and Halo Three, uh, but certainly in Reach. But it'll be it'll be definitely interesting to see what kind of comparisons are drawn. That's, um, and that's already between, happening, really. Like on various forums, you have people talking about, oh, I hope there's no Iron Sight stuff like that. They're like, it's got to be just like Halo. I, there's a lot of that going around, or there was for a while. And I think I, I I know specific, my my brother, which actually doesn't narrow it down. Uh, number four. <laughs> Um, is uh, is uh, will weep happy tears of joy if there's ADS. He's uh, he's a big fan of that, so I know he'll like that. Levi, what you uh, what do you think, man? What are you best hoping hoping to uh, to see? Uh, I just want to see Joseph Staten talk excitedly about something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Some... We certainly uh, haven't had enough of that yet. Yeah. So. Um... They might yeah, have they like caged up. Uh, they won't let him out yeah. <laughs> until until after E three starts. Yeah, they got to bring back. Uh, was it Bungie TV from? Oh man, nineteen ninety-five. Oh. <laughs> I was on Bungie TV, two thousand one. Wow, it was terrible. I hope nobody has footage of that. <laughs> well, so um, uh, internet, if you can look up footage of uh, Bungie TV, <laughs> let's crowdsource the embarrassment. I had to scream, uh, they're everywhere, like Doug Zartman from Marathon. I got a free t-shirt. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's great. Is, so. that, is that floating around on YouTube anywhere? You, I've looked for it before and couldn't find anything. But <laughs> He looked for it I'm to sure. make sure you couldn't find it. <laughs> 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 it's when you like Google your own name. Oh, thank God, Panama didn't come up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, um, you know, we want to talk uh, some about uh, 
you know, the, the player specific interactions and modes and factions. Um, but I think important to that is just your, you know, the character classes. And that's really what we know the most about. Um, and even that we don't know a whole lot about, but we know what the classes are and we at least know the general foundation for the, the style that each one kind of represents. So let's go down the list and see if, uh, See if you guys have something already picked out. You know, are you planning on on running with anything? And Levi, we'll start with you this time. Uh, can you repeat the question? <laughs> what kind of pizza do you like? <laughs> uh, like cheese pizza. Cheese pizza. That's good. Yeah, um, and, and in in other news, uh, what kind of character class and uh, and player race are you looking at choosing? Okay, yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. I just want to make sure. Um, <laughs> so I'm. Hunter looks really cool. Basically, you're choosing between, uh, at least from like the three, like the three guys we saw on the wallpaper. It's like choosing between Master Chief, Bubba Fett, and another Gandalf. Sure, Gandalf with a helmet. <laughs> and, uh, so it's really hard to choose, but I think I'm leaning towards uh, Hunter or maybe Titan. I kind of like being like the big slow guy. So. Nice. Which is funny because you're 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 nimble in real life. Um, I might give the appearance of a nimble person, but <laughs> the illusion of complexity. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maligate, what about you? Uh, I actually think that I'm probably going to play a little bit of each. Um, I think it depends on the context in which I want to play. I know that uh, a lot of players are probably going to. A lot of players will probably want to pick one class and stick with it through a bunch of different modes, but I'm. I'm guessing that uh, if I want to go out questing with friends, I, I may want to use the uh, the warlock. If I want to go out uh, questing in the wilderness by myself, I'll probably want to use the hunter. And if I want to play competitive multiplayer and things of that nature, I think I want to play the titan. Uh, I I really don't think that I can pick just one that I want to that I want to flesh out fully. I think I think I'm going to spend a little time with each of them. I'm sorry, that's not the answer we were looking for, so we're going to go with Bjorn and take away all of Malagate's points. Yes. Do I get the points? You get the points. You get the chance to steal them. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you know, so if... It, I, once again, you know, we don't know what, what Destiny is really going to be looking like when it hits gameplay, but right now, going by sort of my previous indications and, and previous gameplay for other games, you know, I like long to medium-range combats, you know, sniper rifles, that sort of thing. I think I'm probably going to go with a hunter for my main. But um, who knows? I mean, maybe there's some different aspect and I just have to go warlock. And I think seeing if, if we're able, you know, when we're able to see some gameplay, yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see how many people were like really dead set on uh, a certain type of uh, combination because of how awesome the postcard looked. Uh, and, and then when we see it in gameplay, we're like, uh, you know, uh, actually just kidding. Uh, I want this one. Yeah. So human, uh, Biggie, what about human you? hunter, human hunter. Oh, okay. Right. All right. Yes. Uh, you want to hunt humans. Okay. So that's, uh, that's, that's weird. Uh, okay. Biggie. <laughs> um, I'm obviously going to, I'm going to play all of them, but I would say, I think the hunter and the warlock are the most interesting just because they're kind of characters that Bungie's never really done before, um, or at least not in the Halo games. Um, if you look at the Titan, it's kind of Master Chief, and I know what that's kind of about. So just from pure 
just looking at the pictures and the postcards, like the long capes, the powers, all that stuff is really exciting to me. So I'm well, I, th- I think armor lock was magic. I mean, it was dark magic. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Let's end this podcast. <laughs> and fired. Uh, <laughs> uh, Duncan. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bjorn and, and Biggie, I guess, uh, as far as like the hunter goes. I've always been sort of a long-range player. I like sniping the enemies from afar. Um, so, just, so just just guessing based on appearance and, and class name, that sounds like the one I'd go with. I'm kind of interested to see how, uh, if there are gameplay differences between the races like the classes it seems yeah pretty pretty obvious there's going to be a gameplay difference between which one you pick there um but the difference between the races doesn't seem like it, it's quite as as obvious if there is one so that'll be interesting to yeah that, to, and and that's actually something that I, that I was going to mention specifically too is uh is i'm leaning toward uh, an exo hunter uh at least to start out with um but I'm kind of the same way. It's like I feel like I know a little bit. I feel like the the difference between the classes is a little bit more, not necessarily a known quantity, but uh, maybe a more predictable one. What's very interesting uh, is the combinations thereof and to see if, uh, you know, a, an awoken warlock is going to play the same as a human warlock and uh, and not even necessarily just with gameplay, but even, you know, I love character customization. Um and so it'll be interesting to see if there are certain customization options as well that are exclusive to uh, the different races. Uh, you know, if you want to be a warlock, then you get certain stuff uh, available to you if you're an Awoken versus you're a human or an Exo. And just kind of seeing the story behind, um, you know, the Awoken and the Exo. I, I, I'm almost and wondering if you... Don't get Tiger Man. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's, Tiger yeah, Man. I, oh, Tiger Man. If it's that turns to... out to be the, the PlayStation exclusive content, <laughs> I'm going to be really mad. Uh, <laughs> or I'll just buy a PlayStation. I'm just, yeah. well, I was just going to say that would actually just maybe win the console war. Yeah. Um, <laughs> checking in online. Oh, oh, Tiger Man. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> um, but, you know, that also leads us into kind of what we wanted to talk about next, um, which isn't just the character. Uh, classes and not just the races, but the factions. And it's kind of interesting. It's a bit of a full circle thing because the factions were one of the very first uh, things, if not the first thing, that we even saw about Destiny. I mean, we've we've seen the T-shirts floating around uh, and and some of the logos and things for, goodness, what, Duncan, at, at least over a year. Yeah, I guess it's been about two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it April April first was that Bungie Penny Arcade ping pong match where Jaunty yeah. was wearing the Seven Seraph shirt, and that was like the first time people really started paying attention to that because mm-hmm. of the Destiny symbol on his shoulder. And I think I it was like I think it was like a month or two after that when uh, Hitman Chan put the pieces together with the the trademark and found yes. out the name of the game. Yeah, then we had the seven serif shirts at uh, at the HBO Land party uh, yeah. as well. So, which which yep. wasn't too far after that. 
but yeah, so it's going to be really interesting. And, and it's and it's funny. I actually had talked to uh, one of my brothers a little bit earlier, and he asked me about it. He's like, "Oh, you, you know, have they said anything more about the the factions?" And I was like, "No, you know, it's it, I, I haven't heard any more." But it's funny. I was just watching for the umpteenth time uh, another one of the videos, and I believe it was the uh, the reveal video uh, when when all of the PS4 news started coming out. Um, and one of the characters they showed, it was either a Titan or a, uh, I believe it was a Titan actually, and had one of the factions on the, on like the helmet, on like the chin, like the mandible section of the helmet. Uh, and then I think in one of the concept art as well, there's, there's a faction name on the weapon itself. And that, that kind of leads to some interesting questions too. It's like, are we going to get faction specific armor, faction specific weapons or weapon skins, uh, and, and how that's going to play out. Um, any, what do you, what do you guys think about that? Anybody, anybody, anybody want to jump in? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll chime in real quick. Uh, I, I, the thing, one thing I'm curious about in that respect of what you're talking about is that, uh, whether how how what similarities we're going to see between Destiny and Borderlands because I one thing that had occurred yeah. to me was based on you know if if there if there are uh, faction specific weapons would it not make sense for them to function differently just like you have the different brands of weapons in uh, in Borderlands you know some weapons are known for being high damage but long reload times short clips things like that other ones much quicker reload times but you've got an elemental effect but. Uh, the the base damage is not very high, uh, things of that nature. I think that I I, I hadn't really considered that at length for, before for Destiny, but I mean, with the other things that they're trying to work in, it 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 would make sense. Yeah, I definitely think that there are going going to be some uh, some interesting elements as far as uh, some sense of exclusivity between uh, different. Uh, different styles and, and classes, uh, and what what'll be interesting, and I guess what'll be lamented, I'm sure by by many, is whether or not we'll also see some of those same things uh, regarding the platforms, um, and and we'll actually jump jump kind of to that. Uh, Destiny has been announced for uh, four platforms: you know, PS3, PS4, uh, 360, uh, and Xbox One. So uh, we'll actually kind of go through the list. Um, and what do you like? What is your preferred platform, or at least so far, you think your preferred platform is going to be? And maybe name a quick reason or two why. And let's start with Bjorn. Ooh, I get to go first. Well, you know, I'm, I'm Xbox right now. Just you know, that, that's where I'm sitting. I have a PlayStation 3, I've only ever really played Uncharted on it. Um, <laughs> it's mostly a Blu ray player. But, um, you know, I think if, uh, if Bungie, you know, if they really dig in and, and are in the PlayStation camp for a particular reason, that would be enough for me to hop over. I mean, it was enough reason for me to get an Xbox in the first place Yeah. Uh, when Halo 1 came out. So I, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're on the game and, and they know what's going on a little bit ahead of time before anybody else. And so if, uh. If PlayStation's where it's at, then yeah. But I, right now, though, I'm sticking with Xbox because that's where I got my my friends list. I've got you know my gamer tag. I got all that. I think that'll be a big uh, a big selling point, at least maybe initially, is is this, that social aspect, especially with how hard Bungie has kind of been pushing that 
cooperative experience is where are your friends and, and, and is that going to be the determining factor of the platform right. that you choose? Uh, Levi, what do you think? Uh, sticking for with the uh, 360 for now, since I do not have money to invest in anything else. Uh, but uh, I'm sure... Listeners, if you would like, you can send a check addressed to uh, Leviathan, care of Grimm. No, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I've already got, you know, Xbox Live, Xbox, you know, uh, everything's set up, so why wouldn't I just use that thing? Um, unless I start to see, you know, something truly amazing for, you know, another console or something. If Tiger Man is exclusive for PS3, I might have to. <laughs> There's got to be like a Tiger Man armor set or skin or something. You know, maybe his cool like Tiger Man kimono, uh, you know, or the suit, the, the, <laughs> the, the suit and tie. Game. So Tiger Man I'm cape like, would be great. Or, so, like Tiger Man's face on the back of a hunter cloak would be the best thing ever. Or they'll just save it, and then it'll be Destiny 2, the return of Tiger Man. <laughs> oh, there you go. You know, maybe Tiger Man turns into Recon. <laughs> I can have Tiger Man. <laughs> just spins off into his own franchise. Let's, let's create that hashtag now. Um, <laughs> Maligate, what do you think? Oh, regarding the uh, platforms? Um, well, well, we're I'm, not regarding the pizza. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh well I'm I've you know I've been invested in uh in Xbox for what I mean close to 10 years now. Um I was a subscriber since day 1. Uh the second that I heard that Bungie was going to be on working on uh you know uh Xbox exclusively, it was it was a no-brainer for me. But um at this point there there's enough things with the way that uh Microsoft is changing their tune about the services they're providing and things like that that um I'm interested to see. I haven't. I haven't had owned a PlayStation in years, and I'm, and I'm interested to see if I can. If I can play, if there's any way. If if, if what, some of the things that we're thinking about that secondary sign-on, if there if there really is a um, homogenous pool of uh, of a player base, then for me there wouldn't be any reason not to go to the PS4. If that's not the case, then I'll probably stick with the uh, with Xbox as a brand, and I'll probably pick up the uh, Xbox One. Master Biggie. Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I'd say from a pure gamer standpoint, the PlayStation 4 was definitely a better sell um, than the Xbox reveal. But I can't imagine that Sony would not have a similar system in place in terms of uh, DRM because that publishers would just look at Sony and be like, what are you doing? We can, you know, we can have our way on the Xbox. Forget you. So, I think both systems will really be pretty comparable in terms of DRM and all those checks and online checks and all that stuff. So, it, what it really comes down to is where can I play with my Halo crew? Where can I play with you guys? And that seems like it's going to be Xbox. So, I guess Xbox. Duncan, I'm just going to wait until it comes out on PC. But <laughs> 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 hey, maybe. You never know. That or uh, I'll just play exclusively on Vita through my PlayStation 4. <laughs> what was that Destiny it, game for Vita? What is it called? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah was it Destiny like, the, the Fallen? The, yeah. the Fallen, yeah, The Fallen. Play the Origin. 
Um, and but yeah, that actually does bring up an interesting point, and we discussed it just a little bit uh, in the green room version of of, of our podcast. Um, and that was uh, some of the announcements a couple of weeks ago uh, regarding uh, some statements made by Sony that pretty much uh, all of the PlayStation Four games are supposed to be also playable on Vita. I think one of the uh, one of the restrictions is if it specifically uses like the camera technology, uh, then it wouldn't necessarily be playable on the Vita. But from what we know about Destiny, there doesn't seem to be anything that would uh, specifically preclude it from falling into the you can play it on Vita as well category. And that's going to be very interesting for a couple of different reasons. Um, just personally, uh, if you can play it on Vita, that would make getting the PS4 version uh, very enticing. But as we were talking, uh, and Maligate, you hit on it a little bit, uh, as far as the homogenous player base, if you kind of have that second uh, check-in and that second login with Bnet, and it kind of goes through your Bnet account, and you can share saves no matter what platform you're on, that's going to really be a game changer, I think. If I know that I can I can have a copy of Destiny on my Xbox One and play with my Xbox Live friends, uh, but I can switch over to PSN and, and, and play with them on my PlayStation 4 or 3 or whatever. Um, but then I can also take it on the go with my Vita. Uh, I mean, if, if, if all of the stars align and things fall into place, you could conceivably play while you're traveling on your Vita and then come back and load your account back up on your 360 or your Xbox One um, and really have a continued experience. I mean, talking about a shared world, goodness, like the the implications for that are are huge. Um, you know, and, and, and as we've said before, Bungie has a history of doing some really groundbreaking things first. Um and uh, does anybody want to jump in and, and kind of chime in on that quick sentiment? Question about the Vita thing: Is it like you can actually take the game anywhere, or are you just streaming from your PlayStation Four? The, the PlayStation. You know what? I'm actually not sure. I'm not sure what if it's if it's a if it's a streaming or I mean if somebody yeah, else wants to would, jump in on that. It would have to be a streaming thing. Um, I would imagine it is. And if it's that, you know, who's to say that uh, come Monday Microsoft doesn't announce something similar for? the Xbox One and uh, Surface glass. tablets. Yeah, yeah, like Smart Glass. I mean, you you can uh, plug a 360 controller into a Surface tablet and and use it like that. Maybe you could stream yeah. and have your Xbox, you know, doing the actual uh, game rendering and stuff and streaming yeah. it to that. So, who knows? Well, and, and the concept's been proven. I mean, I, I remember I was one of the people that when I first heard of... Um, like the on live service, I was like, "There's no way," you know. <laughs> like, there's, it's, you know, it's like I, I, well, I can't I make it through a multiplayer right. match sometimes. Uh, you know, just, there, there's no way it's going to stream everything. And but I remember playing it and and thinking like, "Man, this is this is really impressive." And and, and playing it, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And I know the technology has come come further along then. And I know that both Sony and Microsoft have have examined that. Uh, in each of their different ways. So it wouldn't surprise me at all uh, if it was kind of like you said, Duncan, where, where maybe Microsoft also announces uh, a similar type structure. Um, 
and and you can already see them trying to unify their their platforms with that whole Windows platform uh, with the Windows 8 and the the Metro styling. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, as far as the those uh, the handheld and, and, and remote devices like the Vita and the Surface, I definitely think we'll see some Destiny uh, integration with that. But I don't know if we're going to actually see you know direct gameplay it's using one, it as one, a second one gameplay. Yeah, it's it's just you know I don't I don't think the technology is there yet. Even as as neat as those devices are, you know, a game like Destiny um, is going to be you know, every frame counts when you're yeah. when you're playing a, a bungee shooter. And so any sort of input lag or delay is just going to throw the whole thing off. And I just don't know how well that will work, and I don't think they'll send out something that's half-baked. Yeah, well, and it'll be interesting. And, and like you said, it could be something that is a much different, a much more different experience. Uh, and there are, some, there are some games that have had some uh, like shared experience but with cross-platform types. Uh, EVE Online is, uh, is one that comes to mind. Uh, Eve with the Dust 514, um, you know, there's there's some shared experience there where you can actually have orbital strikes called in by people, I believe, playing uh, on the PC version, which is a completely different genre of game. Um, uh, and so maybe it's something that that's like that. Maybe yeah. you're able to, you know, maybe the whole the Vanguard reporting in. Maybe when you're on a mobile device, maybe you're a part of the Vanguard and you're, you know, gathering intel or or playing some sort of support type role. Um, and, that's and, uh, and assisting. really interesting thought. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, so, I'm, there was a conversation about that on the forums a while a while back, and I really think that there's the potential for them to do something of that nature. They really have the opportunity to make it more than just a kind of alternate media stream for, you know, for marketing, that sort of thing on the mobile devices. Like if, if they, I don't think that it's really going to take much. I mean, they've got the developing uh, horsepower. Uh, they can, it, I'm sure they could throw even, even some you know, rudimentary uh, game mechanic together that would, that would interact with the mobile device that would show up in, you know, in game as a, as a in world, uh, you know, difference based on that, and uh, I think I think it's going to really uh, resonate with the uh, with the with the, the the player base. Well, it'll 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 really give people the uh, a chance, I think, to again find their own way to build their legend. Uh, you know, they keep talking about that 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 you they want you to build your legend, and and you know what, there's there's often a disparity between the people who have the time to just sit and play a lot in front of their console, uh, no matter what platform it is, and the people that are just, you know, more at work or on the go or traveling a lot. And so allowing for that fan base uh, and that, that player base and play style to really feel like they have equal importance and that they can be just as vested in what's going on, I think is, is going to be an important part of, again, that concept of a shared world where everybody feels like they're able to contribute no matter what device they're on, no matter what role they're playing. Um, and uh, the, the idea of uh, you know everybody kind of being their own individual goes into another topic that we were looking at doing, and that's um, the, the idea of the faceless character. 
Uh, and that's that's kind of a, a, a trope that's not, certainly not exclusive to Bungie by any means, but it's but it's kind of become well known with Bungie as far as the you know the heroes that you play uh, that that faceless sometimes voiceless character, um, where it's the player behind the mask. But uh, but are we going to see that continue in Destiny? Are we going to see um, you know you saw with like Mass Effect? Mass Effect was kind of almost the opposite uh, where um well it's the opposite approach to the same idea where shepherd was everybody and everybody was shepherd but you really could give that shepherd a face and 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 customize it to to your liking whereas with master chief everybody looked the same but everybody could still pour their persona and, and, and pour their story into it. So it'll be interesting to see which way it goes with Destiny. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Levi, um, do you need me to repeat the question? <laughs> no. Um, okay, uh, just, just, um, just making sure. Yeah, so um, I don't think – I think we'll be – I think they're going to build it up so that there isn't – we're not playing necessarily the – main character um like shepherd is i mean he is the intricate integral tool to making that you know galaxy survive in that story and i feel like uh while each of us will of course think that our character is a badass um will be more of a uh uh soldier faceless soldier in the ranks you know not as important as master chief more like a odst Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I'm not expecting any any type of like uh, uh, major character tied to any of our player characters. Uh, Bjorn, what do you think? Well, <clears throat> so during the uh, the GDC talk, um, you know, they they specifically brought up the idea of of makeup and hairstyle for characters and how important that was for us to be able to have some sort of customization. So I think maybe at least in the uh, city, um, in the social areas, we're going to see, we're going to see that. Um, but then maybe it, when we're out in the world exploring, uh, fighting, you know, we'll have the helmets on maybe if not only, or if only for, you know, performance concerns. Um, but Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, uh, Malgate. I know this is a, this was a subject that was originally near and dear to your heart. So, uh, what are you know? What are your what are your thoughts on that? Expand on this for us. Well, as was just mentioned, um, the performance concerns. That was one of the main things that occurred to me. Is I was thinking, you know, I, I absolutely agree with the direction that uh, in, in the social areas, in um, situations like that, finding something else. To, besides just you know armor permutations, capes, weapons, and things like that to dis, to distinguish a player uh, is is a great thing. It's a great idea. Um, and so the one thought that I had was why why would we not see that in you know out in the wild in terms of uh, you know in environments where you're going to be you know in combat? And I think the performance considerations has got to be at least to my reasoning the reason why not. And 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 I mean. Be that as it may, if if that's if that is the reason why not, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. But the thing that I would be curious to see is whether or not we see more of the marketing, uh, more of the TV spots, more of that kind of thing. Uh, how much they they lean on 
the social aspect of it when we're seeing TV spots and things like that. Because I think for lots and lots of people that are not the core market for gamers, uh, a fully masked character that it is not relate that is not as relatable as to somebody with uh, you know uh, an open face is. Um, I think that kind of puts a wall between some mainstream mainstream potential um, players and the uh, the core. I think the core is much more comfortable with that kind of thing. And I mean, if they're aiming at the core, if they're just aiming at, you know, games we want to play and that sort of thing, and they're expecting the success of everything else to drive it, then uh, I don't, I think that there's other, that there's not many other folks that could make that bet, but this is a new thing. And I think that they're going to want as, as wide of a, they're going to want to cast a, as wide of a net as possible. So I think that marketing wise and, and attracting new players, that's, um, that actually factors in more than one might think. Well, and we don't have to really look any farther than, and again, we've referenced it, um, Reach. Uh, not only did, was, was, does it seem like Bungie was certainly testing the waters for certain things as far as the gameplay goes, but maybe they were even testing, thing, uh, testing the waters in regards to marketing, because if you remember the Reach marketing was very much, let's put a face on this uh, on this game, um, and and it was kind of a dual prong. When you think of, let's say, Birth of a Spartan, uh, you know, Birth of a Spartan again was putting a face to those Spartans. It was seeing who was underneath the helmet of the players that you were either playing as or playing with, uh, and then and then the Remember Reach campaign, which was specifically. Um, you know, really giving a, a face, a human face to the planet itself. Uh, you know, it wasn't talking about, oh, it's just this, you know, nameless, faceless, fallen world. It's, no, there are people who are living here and working here, and there are families here, and so this is what you're fighting for. So, um, you know, we like you said, we've said it before, but but looking back at their history and even their recent history, um, I would I would imagine would would lend itself to the idea that they are going to try to broaden that scope. Um, uh, Bjorn, do you have anything to, to add to that? I, I don't think so. I just echo what you guys just said. I, I think you nailed, hit the nail on the head. I, th- uh, I think one thing to, to consider, too, is uh, the talk about uh, pulling back the third-person camera in like, the social areas. Yes. Um, that'll be pretty neat. Um, it sounds like a primary driver for that is just being able to show off your character because your character is going to be uh, a lot more customizable than before. So maybe, you know, being able to pull back the third person, you'll actually be able to see the face outside of just cutscenes. Um, so that'll be interesting. Well, and, 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 and two, uh, if we're going to have different races, if the armor is not necessarily going to be that differentiated. And we don't know. It could be. Um, but why have different races if you are not going to be able to kind of highlight them in more than, than your player card screen in a lobby? Um, yep. So, yep. Uh, Big E, do you have any uh, you know, extra thoughts to that? Um, I, I think one thing I've always appreciated about the faceless character is that it, it really does help me like engage in the the game in the world whereas a game like Mass Effect or Uncharted it's it's more like I'm playing a game and experiencing some character's story. Yeah. Um, so I've always appreciated that about Halo. I think Destiny might 
fix some of the issues with that by letting you pull out in third person and letting you customize the look of your character, not necessarily the face and the voice, but saying like you walk through town and you pull out in third person and, and that you're walking past everyone in a social area and they're like, wow, look at his badass cape. Wow, look at that helmet. And that's kind of like your identity. You're, you're the badass walking through town with some gear that not that someone else doesn't have or they didn't get that loot. So, I mean, I think that's that's what I'm interested in seeing is how do they keep me feeling like it is my character and not some Nathan Drake or not some Commander Shepard, but at the same time letting me kind of mold myself to give myself, uh, you know, a uniqueness in the world. And and hey, if you if you still want to go back to that sort of Master Chief faceless feel, maybe maybe, I mean, do the Exos even have a face? <laughs> Like maybe because yeah, even know, with the postcard, yeah, was that was that a, was that a face? Was that armor? Was, uh, yeah. We don't really know. So. so, so maybe that's an option for people to like. Well, you can always pick this one if you can, if you don't want to mess ar- mess around with, you know, customizing the eyes and nose and all of that. It's like just go EXO and then you can pick right. a helmet that you'll always see, and and he'll, you know, this character will never take it off. It'd, well, it'd be like, you know, if in Mass Effect you could just completely skip that character creation screen, which is my greatest fear out of this customization is that I'll, I'll get Destiny home from a midnight launch and then spend two hours agonizing over how I'm going to make my character look. That's the best well, part. I, I'm definitely going to do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, one and thing Grim, Grim, Brother, Grim Brother 3, for the record, will spend about two days doing it. Uh, <laughs> so. one, one thing that I think is... In, is uh, an important question maybe to raise at this juncture is um, we've got three different races here but is there any difference in the personality and the culture in the, you know fiction wise in the plot that we're going to see because if I'm not mistaken it sounds like all three of these quote unquote races are actually variations of something that came from human culture so given all of the story material we've got I've wondered are we going to in the variation that we're going to see in player customizability are each of the races going to be distinct in the styles of things that they wear to any degree or is is all going to be pretty much the same pool of gear but when you're in the social context then you look different I'd love for NPCs to treat you differently uh, depending on your race like the Elder Scroll games I've always enjoyed you know playing a Kajit or whatever, and just you know, everyone's basically racist towards me. Like Tiger <laughs> so, Man. Yeah, Tiger Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, Bungie's just saving the Tiger Man race for themselves. Tony's going to be recon. <laughs> yep. So, in continuing on, um, one of the things that has been bandied about, uh, you know, when we were talking a little earlier about platforms, um, and it's something that really just kind of goes along with the evolution of the the, the console lifestyle um, and really gaming in general um, is the idea of the microtransactions and and, and it's funny because it kind of it still it still links up with what we were just discussing with the player character uh, player character customization options it's going to be very interesting to see if there are going to be those uh, you know those helmets or capes or or weapons that uh, maybe are only available through a microtransaction. Um, I, you know, I haven't heard that necessarily suggested. And actually, now that the words have come out of my mouth, 
I feel like I shouldn't have said that because I know that all of our calls are being tapped anyway uh, and that that information is going to make it back and, and it's, it's going to become reality. But I mean, does anybody want to just go ahead and jump in on your thoughts on microtransactions and not necessarily microtransactions in general because that's a, that's a whole different podcast, um, but just maybe how it will specifically um, be implemented, if at all, in, in Destiny? Well, I think I'll jump in on this one. I think they're definitely possible. I mean, if you look at the, uh, the terms of use on the Bungie.net uh, page and on the Bungie app, you know, there's been mention of virtual currency and those for uh, over a year now. Um, so it's it's clearly something that they've been preparing for for a long time. And then you look at uh, the careers page and how they're hiring. Um, what was it? There, there's a player investment designer that they had. Yeah. I want to say there was mm-hmm. also some sort of like economy designer. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think both of those sort of lend a lot of credence to some sort of in-game uh, currency and that that can also be extended to some sort of microtransaction thing as well. And, you know, also listening to just talk of how many guns and customization things um, and the fact that Destiny won't have, even though it's it's not an MMO, but it's, it certainly has some MMO-like qualities. But they've they've gone on record saying that it won't have a subscription fee. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if Activision wants some sort of extra uh, income from from a monetization thing. Uh, so I, I think I think it's possible, but I also yeah. have enough <laughs> enough trust in Bungie that it won't be this really. Um, disgusting cheap game breaking thing um i don't know maybe maybe it'll all be cosmetic stuff um which would be my hope but yeah i like the idea of the cosmetic stuff because uh, i mean for for somebody like you know myself my my brothers are certainly the same way and i know a lot of people who are who really like the cosmetic stuff um, that's cool, but then it becomes a pick and choose, and you're not having to worry about oh, this is affecting gameplay. This is making me better, or giving me an unfair advantage, um, especially when you uh, when you talk about anything competitive multiplayer. But even even just in the in the game itself, as you as you progress, you kind of don't want to have people get too much of a leg up just because they have the ability to pay more than uh, than other people. I like the idea yeah. with it being pretty much confined to, to cosmetic stuff. Let, yeah, let me, before, before we get any further on this, let me toss out real quick the example of Mass Effect Three, though, because there's mass there there are uh, microtransactions built in there that are not uh, offending, uh, in my opinion, that are not offending the play the the um, a lot of different kinds of consumer sensibilities with having a transaction and making people feel forced that they have to spend more to mm-hmm. to excel at the game. So, well, part of the difference. Part of the difference is there, though, is that there you're still. It's almost like you're paying to get a better shot at a lottery because you're not paying for individual items, even or individual weapons that you know are going to be good. You're paying for the chance to get better stuff. So yeah, I'm, you know, I guarantee, I'm telling you, I I abhor microtransactions. I do not pay for micro microtransactions. Yeah. In in hardly any games, I play a lot of games for a very short time because I'll try a lot of different things, and I tell you. I can count on one hand the number of games that have gotten me to pay microtransactions. And if you were to look at it statistically, I have spent more on Mass Effect 3 
you know, spectra packs and in what and in in those those uh, microtransactions, uh, orders of magnitude more than any other game. What I would love to see is since I'm not a big fan of yeah uh, of microtransactions, but um, <laughs> uh, Bungie Pro and stuff where it's like supplemental services like yeah. on top of the base game that you pay for that not everyone is interested in, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I could see Bungie coming up with some cool ideas that you know if you're a uh, machinima maker or you know these kinds of things where it would supplement that and different approaches to the game instead of altering the the actual game like i i think i'd prefer that route that's pretty cool i also um to, to go back like to mass effect uh, another game that I'd, I'd like to hold up as a good example of of microtransactions is team fortress 2 um and that's one where it's like a lot of the items are just cosmetic, you know, like hats uh, <laughs> are clearly the most popular Team Fortress 2 uh, item. But but there are also like a lot of a lot of weapons and um and even some of the hats have have gameplay components to them. But all of the all of those items you can get without spending a dime in the game. You can you can find them on random drops. Or you can get the uh, the materials you needed to to craft an item of that type, and and there's a chance it'll be the one you're looking for. Oh man, nobody um, said anything about crafting. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I, I I I really like what Valve has done with that, where you can you can pay to immediately get the item you want, but you you know there are also ways to earn the item uh, yeah. either through achievements. Or, or through just random drops. And, and a lot of times, the best items are the ones that uh, are either the ones everybody starts out with or the ones that you're guaranteed to get by completing a certain set of achievements in the game. And that's actually, to jump real quick uh, on the achievements thing, um, I've always been somebody who really liked the achievement system in uh, on, on the Xbox, and not for... Not for the crazy end of the spectrum on it, but I just really, I always just kind of like the little bleep bloop. I like the, you know, chain, you know, chasing after certain ones and and then ignoring others uh, and everything. Um, but the some of the the more recent news uh, regarding changes to the achievement systems and um, the way that Microsoft is is wanting developers to be able to add achievements uh, throughout. Uh, not necessarily just tied to DLC, but being able to add a certain number per either week or per month uh, reminds me actually a lot of how Steam does it uh, with their with the achievements with the with their developers um, and publishing partners. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how involved Bungie gets uh, in that, and whether or not we'll see that tied to certain unlockables that might. Uh, that might have otherwise become microtransactions, like you, uh, like you referenced. But um, now, all of this, of course, everything we're discussing, all this speculation. Uh, hopefully, uh, most, if not all, of it will be our desires to be sated this coming week, um, and probably one of the the most tantalizing just glimpses recently that we've gotten of, of, of what we're going to be seeing is the Law of the Jungle trailer. 
uh, which I think I've seen about 712 times. Um, I actually watched it in every language available. Uh, it is absolutely beautiful in Italian. Um, uh, but uh, what are you guys? What are you guys thoughts on um, you know, like just just the trailer itself on the the characterization on the you know the tiny little story they seemed to be telling. Um, let's uh, let's go with Duncan. Start us off, man. Um, I thought that trailer was okay. It was it was a little dumb. No, no. Okay, let's go with Biggie. Freaking uh, Master, awesome. Master Biggie. No, <laughs> I mean, it's especially <laughs> like just having the the live action thing. I hope we. I'm gonna I'm gonna say his name horribly wrong. Was it uh, Giancarlo Esposito? Something like that. Um, it works for me. Yeah, I I can't remember off the top of my head. What is he? Uh, uh, Mister 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 Fring, I think. And uh, yeah, Gus Fring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do they show but, the kid in that trailer that he's talking to? No, not really. Like, no. You know, they should pan the camera around, and it's like Brian Cranston, like chained up or something. <laughs> I actually, it's funny. I always thought that it was going to be Fred Savage, um, but a very young Fred Savage. Uh, <laughs> That'd be good. Maybe you can read it to me again, Grandpa, tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, but I thought that trailer was was really neat. I mean, how many times have we gotten? A, a CG trailer from Bungie like that. I'm I'm trying to think back. Like we had the um, uh, Halo Three. Yeah, there well, was the Halo uh, in, in in Reach. We had uh, Deliver Hope. Yeah, which, and which was some combination. Yeah, that was. I I almost say that one skews a little closer to to live action. Yeah. Right, than this one. I mean, um, obviously this one had had the live action bits uh, with with him reading the book, but. This was this was definitely far closer to the um, uh, oh what were desperate what were the, times uh, desperate, right? desperate measures. Yeah, but that was I mean that was very gameplay, too. Oh yeah, it was totally gameplay. It was yeah. all engine. Um, but no, Mass Effect 3's um, Return to Earth. I think uh, the, the they did a, they did a female Shepherd, which is the real Shepherd, uh, and a male Shepherd. <laughs> wait, uh, wait a minute. One. Uh, and it was a fully CG trailer, absolutely spectacular, um, or defend Earth, something like that. But it, but it reminded me a lot of that, um, as far as the production values and the quality. But I, th- I thought it was a really neat way to sort of show off uh, a lot of like the like the character design and enemy design, weapon design. Um, I, I saw some people complaining like, "Oh, this isn't gameplay. The game's not going to look anything like this." Like. <laughs> Well, Thanks, okay, <laughs> maybe not moving that smoothly or you know not that high res, but you know just looking at the awesome character design, like the the giant um, what was it cabal in, yeah, the, uh, in yeah. there, just and very, showing very work together and other stuff like that. I mean that hints at the the game the root gameplay designs and stuff. Oh, yeah. speeder pikes. Speeder pikes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's every every time they're like on their speeder pike and and he just looks over and gives them the nod. I'm like, okay, let's <laughs> go. Freeze frame it there. Oh yes, like uh, I think the image is burned into my TV. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't wait to see how that how that handles how that plays. I mean, one of my favorite things going back to Halo One and just the Halo franchise in general has just been the Warhog. You know, like. This, I thought it was one of the greatest uh, 
greatest things to come out of Halo 1 was just yeah. having this co-op yeah. vehicle that yep. was just fun to drive around and shoot enemies. And I, I don't know how many countless hours I spent, you know, after all the enemies were dead, just driving around on the hills and trying to... to go off sweet jumps and stuff and everybody could everybody could have a role i mean the worst thing that could happen was that you were in the passenger seat <laughs> and you could still that. shoot yeah uh, just grenades. yeah i would so. love for bungie to bring back first person views in vehicles oh yes <laughs> i still my favorite part of, of of almost any trailer is the very beginning of the beta uh, the Reach beta. Oh yeah! Uh, oh, the invasion video. Yes, uh, yeah. where where it was showing first por- first person warthog uh, driving, and it is so good. The nausea would totally be worth it. <laughs> better better with connect. Better with connect. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, bringing it back to the the, the trailer. Um, you know, I what I really loved was that it it was it, it helped us sort of anchor. Um, the maybe the values and the uh, I don't know, the the sort of reality of the Destiny universe and and sort of brought it back and tied it in with what you know people here and now um, you know see in the real world and I just loved the idea that like it's you know seven hundred whatever years in the future and they're still reading like this hardback book and it's like, yeah, th- that may be that family's, you know, most valuable possession, um, of, you know, humanity long gone, but they have this, you know, this hardback book. I just, I love that it wasn't, you know, an electronic tablet or something like that. It could have very mm-hmm. easily been that way. Obviously the technology's there. We have, we're getting space flight and all that, but I don't know. There's but something that's really back, visceral. Yeah, it harkens and, back to an appreciation of, of what of where they came from. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, I just love that. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Anybody else uh, with it, with any thoughts on the on the the trailer itself? I, I hope we we see. And again, I'm going to murder this name. I hope we see Giancarlo have a role in the game proper, like doing a voice or something. That would is be Breaking cool. Bad the new Firefly. I would bring the Firefly back guys yeah. back too. Yeah. 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 We'll hear from them. We'll hear from them. Don't explain it at all. <laughs> I'd be I'd be They'll very all have the same if... names. Wait a yeah. second. This is Guardian <laughs> Buck. Uh... <laughs> okay. Here I I tell you what, I will microtransaction the hell out of uh, a Serenity uh, if they if they if, if they include that as a personal spacecraft. I'll I'll tell you. <laughs> Firefly class uh, transport. <laughs> so. Wasn't there a tweet or something that Nathan Fillion was visited the Bungie Studios recently or something? Oh, yep. he's involved somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that that does not surprise me. Yeah, he vi- he visited the studio like a week or two ago, and then he also made a tweet where he said something about meeting his destiny. And of course, destiny was capitalized, and that was after after his visit. Sneaky, uh, sneaky man. Nothing else. He's been there and seen the game, so I'd be very surprised if they weren't trying to at least get them in the uh, recording booth for five minutes (laughs) and what's what's funny is actually how how reminiscent in certain ways even if just thematically destiny feels like to firefly um you know that that kind of space western that against all odds pioneering 
going back and exploring. Uh, you know, it, 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 out it, into the wilderness. Yeah, I mean, it really just it really feels very similar, and it encompasses a lot of um, a lot of the things and, and values uh, and core ideologies of what I loved about uh, Firefly. Um, so, so it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to to see some of the the connections there. Um, now, let's go ahead and, uh, and to wrap up. Just want to kind of get everybody's pre. E3, you know, your just final thoughts, uh, you know, what are, you know, anything that, you know, that you want to expand on that we've already talked to or that you've suddenly thought of that we didn't hit on at the very, very beginning, um, you know, just anything else that you're excited about uh, or maybe things that are not completely related to Destiny, but just any anything else uh, E3-wise uh, that you're looking forward to, clarifications or, or, or really getting to see games on the new consoles, things like that. Uh, let's go uh, back down the list, and Duncan, we'll start with you. Uh, well, as far as Destiny goes, I am just I have no idea what to expect uh, beyond amazing things. You know, we've got you know, D. Miller on our forum saying oh, that this yeah. is this is the biggest E three for Bungie <laughs> since he's been there since you know, two thousand five. So that just leaves the door wide open. And it seems like I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm paying more attention than in previous years, but it seems like a lot of the Bungie gang are really, really excited. Uh more than I've ever seen them. So I yeah, like I my imagination has no bounds for that. As far as well, other E3 stuff, I'm really curious to see uh, Microsoft finally talking about games. If their yeah. entire presentation is going to be fo- focused on games, that sounds uh, pretty awesome. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to have some features that they haven't talked about yet you know, in their back pocket uh, specifically for games. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Certainly hope so. All out, I just want some Marty. I want more Marty. Did you see his tweet about uh, 50 minutes of music oh. the other day? No. He, he, had the, he had this cryptic tweet about, what was it? It was like market research. If you like one minute of, mu- minute of music, would you like 50? Yeah. And that's, that's... all he said. <laughs> so that's, uh, I imagine 4th. we'll get plenty of new music those are so. tweets that don't require the wearing of pants uh, <laughs> in order to read uh biggie thoughts um i'm just excited to see it finally uh it feels it really feels like it's been forever since we've had a bungee real bungee presence for any convention or any in any shape or form so yeah that's really exciting um kind of I guess I'm I'm I was kind of getting burnt out on the industry just people were kicking out a lot of the same games and a lot of playing it safe so I'm excited to see new ideas from from every developer and kind of like inject some new excitement into the industry with new consoles and all this stuff so I can't wait for that totally agree uh Bjorn yeah, you know, this E3 just seems like um, it's the, this perfect storm of we've got both brand new consoles that are going to be hitting, you know, really we're going to get start getting real details for that. Um, we've got, uh, like Biggie said, the uh, 
the first time we've seen Bungie for a while at, an, at a big convention, and you know they always raise the bar. They always bring the A game, and so uh, no, I'm just super excited to see to see what happens on Monday night. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Uh, Maligate, thoughts? Um, I don't know. I, I I think that I think that the things that I'm I'm hoping for out of to see out of Destiny are far outshadow anything else that uh, that's that's even at E3. I mean, the console, new consoles is almost immaterial to me. It's it's for me. It's about what's going to be my best experience playing Destiny, but also with the most folks that I know. I know earlier people had remarked about. Uh, you know, picking one console because that's where their their community is going to be, and the same thing is for me. So I don't, I don't. There's not much else I think that's on my radar besides um, what we're going to see. And I think, I think the big questions that need to be answered are possible release date, competitive multiplayer, and uh, more of the social aspects of uh, what's the variety of experiences aside from just combat that folks are going to see out of Destiny. And Levi. So kind of what a lot of the other guys were talking about, um, about this uh, kind of, uh, we haven't seen Bungie for a while and being burnt out kind of on the industry and stuff. So, yeah, I could care less about any new consoles or, um, you know, I'm fine with being pleasantly surprised. That's great. Um, But I'm heaping a huge amount of pressure on... (laughs) Bungie and Destiny, just because it's, it kind of represents kind of like a, a hope, like a idealistic kind of a, a new start. Um, you know, you can compare it to Halo if you want to, and I mean, it will be compared to Halo, but it doesn't have to be. Like, it can be, this can be right now, like the ground zero for the start of like something completely new and different that everybody can be like excited for, and we don't have to, you know, read eight pages of you know forum rants about how they didn't do this because this is the the start you know this is what yeah. we'll be comparing destiny to uh uh towards and i'm also excited just to see you know yeah like everyone was saying bungie show up in a big way and i mean impress me in the same way that i was impressed with like halo 3 and halo 2's I mean, if it starts with some big city with uh, some guy with a cigar uh, yelling at me that the city's invaded and it ends with some guy saying, I estimate that you cannot glue it or something, like, I'll be, I'll be quite happy. That was a very obscure reference to uh, Halo 2 3 demo, if I have to <laughs> in my head. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Sounds sounds good to me. Um, yeah, I guess I guess as long as they just show us gameplay that we actually get in the game, uh, no one will have any anything to complain about. I suppose. Um, <laughs> but they could uh, show the Halo Three trailer again, and I'd still be excited. <laughs> <laughs> that's for real. That's for sure. Well, guys, um, I think this is uh, is a great spot to uh, to go ahead and wrap up. Um, and if any of our listeners are going to be uh, out at E3, um, there will be some of us there. There will be a, 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 
a DBO contingent there uh, as well. So please feel free to uh, to hit us up. Probably, I guess, the easiest way to get in touch with us uh, other than on our forums on destiny.bungie.org is also over social media. Probably Twitter is uh, maybe the best. Um, me personally, I am at GrimBrother1, all spelled out, G-R-I-M-B-R-O-T-H-E-R-O-N-E. Um, and uh, if you want to uh, hit us up um, at DBO specifically, um, you can catch us at uh, at DBO tweets, and that's at DBO underscore tweets. Um, and if you actually don't want to talk to us and you just want to get the news feed updates, kind of like an RSS feed for Twitter, uh, you can just do at DBO news. But uh, let's go around. Um, Duncan, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, I accept smoke signals and money orders. I knew um, it. But if I guess if you have to get in touch with me on Twitter, it's at NCSU Duncan, and that's Duncan spelled like the yo-yo, not like the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just spelling it wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to congratulate you on your coffee, uh, Biggie. Um, please don't contact me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can uh, master Biggie at master Biggie. Without uh, Bjorn, uh, <clears throat> my Twitter is uh, at Bjorn Lake, and I'm you know frequently in the forums usually. Okay, cool. And Maligate? Uh forums, and you can get me at Maligate at gmail dot com, but with a one instead of an L. And Levi. Uh, yeah, at Levi was taken was probably the easiest way, but I've also got, you know, all the other stupid things that you can possibly have. So any way you want to contact me. MySpace. And and there is the Ruby <laughs> MySpace for Duckface. Um there is the rumor going around that DBO has a Facebook page. Uh can we confirm that? No, no way. That'll never happen. It can't be true. Uh, what's next a front page um, <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well thank you so much for joining us um for our for our first episode i guess it's the episode before our first episode uh but for our our pre e3 special uh, we definitely hope to hear from you guys whether it be over social media or definitely visit us on the destiny.bungie.org forums. We hope that you are as excited as we are for the brave new world that Bungie is about to throw us headlong into. Uh, for everyone, I'm Grim. Uh, thanks so much. Bye-bye.